0: Attention fans, this is this the Devil's Devil State, State of Mind, Mind podcast. podcast, brought to brought you by, to you the, by hockey the Hockey Podcast Network. Now, now here's your host, here's your host, host Neil Villapiano. Light <laughs> like the lamp during the hockey playoffs with DraftKings Sportsbook, right now. New customers can make a $5 bet and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. And with the second round of the Stanley Cup playoffs just about to begin, there are so many different money lines or puck lines and bets that you can make One that I'm really banking on is for the Seattle Kraken to move on to the conference finals after the second round matchup against the Dallas Stars. They have a lot of momentum, and I think it really is a good bet to make for them to win the series. How many games they win in is up to you. But that's just an example of the many different types of bets you can make during these hockey playoffs. And if you want to get in on the action, here's what you do. You download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now and sign up with promo code THPN. New customers can make a $5 hockey playoff bet and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code THPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit helpline ma.org. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to 467-369. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas City, plus 21 in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for other offer details. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. What is going on, Devils fans? It is, as always, your host, your best friend, your confidant, Neil Villapiano, and welcome to another edition of the Devils State of Mind podcast right here on the Hockey Podcast Network, as well as Sports Wire Radio, the best place and the number one place to get everything you need to know about your new Jersey Devils. As always, guys, I hope you are having a fantastic day or if you're listening to this podcast episode. Thank you, guys, as always, for taking time out of your day to check these episodes out. You know from the bottom of my heart I greatly Greatly appreciate it. This podcast episode and everything we do here at the Hockey Podcast Network are sponsored as always by our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Guys, we are just about a day or two from the start of the second round of the Stanley Cup playoffs and hopefully the New Jersey Devils will be involved in that. The NBA playoffs is actually now about to begin its second round as well. Major League Baseball now getting ready to enter their second uh, month of the early season. So with all of that going on, you already know that DraftKings Sportsbook is your number one place to get in on all of the huge cash prizes. And if you want to get in on all of those prizes, here's what you do. You go to DraftKings Sportsbook right now. You sign up with our promo code THPN. Again, promo code THPN. And don't forget to tell them that your boy, Neil Villapiano, sent you. And as always, a big thank you and shout out to our sponsors over at DraftKings Sportsbook for sponsoring the Hockey Podcast Network, as well as the Devil's State of Mind Podcast. Also, this podcast episode is sponsored by our other great and wonderful friends at Raycon. And, Devils fans, if you want the best, the best-sounding earbuds and headphones at half the price of the other big brands you go to buyrateconcom slash THPN to get 15% off your first order. And these headphones are absolutely tremendous, you know, waterproof, you know, sound canceling. They don't come out of your ears very easily. They're, they're just great. And again, At half the price of the other big name brands. So, again, go to buyraycon.com slash THPN to get 15% off your order. And so, again, a big shout out and thank you to our other sponsors at Raycon for sponsoring the Hockey Podcast Network as well as the Devil's State of Mind podcast. Yes, Devils fans, there will be a game seven against the Rangers at The Rock on Monday night after the Devils dropped. Game number six at the Garden by the final score of five to two. And I had the pleasure slash maybe not greatest pleasure of being at the Garden for game six. And I will be very honest with you when I say that going into the game, it wasn't that I didn't have a lot of confidence. I just felt like with the way this series has gone, with the way everything, you know, all the storylines and all the ups and downs, I just felt like the Rangers were going to have a big response at home. You look at how the series has gone up until this point, right? The road team won the first four games, and then the Devils come out with a dominant 4-0 victory in Game 5, first home win for either team. And the Rangers, not surprisingly, continue the trend as they find a way to win their first home game, and now both teams have two road wins and one home win. And so now we go into game seven with everything on the line and there's going to be a lot of drama. And considering how some of the other game sevens have already gone up until this point, um, I would not be surprised if this one ended up having to go down to the wire and maybe could require more than 60 minutes. Um, but before we kind of get into a little bit more detail um, or a little bit more preview, excuse me, of going into game number seven, we obviously have to recap game number six and kind of go from there. So we'll set the stage with, again, Devils going into the garden up three games to two, coming off a dominant 4 nothing victory in game five. Akira Schmidt continuing to be the backbone of this team as he's won each of his first three games um, in the playoffs and obviously got his first career shutout in said game number five. And the Devils knew that they were going in with an opportunity in this one to knock out the Rangers and move on to the second round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. It's just a huge, huge opportunity get national stage and you're going into a hostile uh, territory. And I will say this, I give Rangers fans a lot of credit. They showed up. I know a lot of people were saying that ticket prices were going down for game number six. I know that there were definitely a lot of Ranger people that did not believe that the Rangers were going to find a way to win game six, especially after the lackluster performance they had in game number five. But I had a good feeling that the Rangers were going to have some form of a response. I even said it throughout game number five. I kept waiting for it to happen. It just did not happen in game five, but it certainly happened in game number six. But I will say this. I really, really liked how the Devils came out in this game. They didn't look intimidated. They didn't look nervous. They, you know, after a couple of minutes, they really, really started to dictate pace, really started to get some great A opportunities. And you felt like at some point that the Devils were going to find a way to score. And they eventually did. Just about 12 minutes into this one, Curtis Lazar Right place, right time. The fourth line of all lines is able to get themselves a goal. Lazar standing in front of the net on the right side of Shostakin, and he's able to tap one in off a rebound chance. Kevin Ball was the one that took the sh- took the original shot. Great rebound goal by Curtis Lazar, and the Devils grab the one nothing lead. Kevin Ball getting his first career point in the playoffs. Damon Severson with his second assist of it. And obviously, Curtis Lazar getting himself a goal. Also, his first goal as a New Jersey Devil. So pretty good timing there. And the Devils, even after they grabbed the 1-0 lead, continued to push. They really, really did. And at one point, the Rangers fans were chanting in unison, wake the fuck up. Because at that point if you're a Rangers fan, you got to feel pretty much like the sky is falling, right? You just got shut out in game five. You looked horrible. And now you're already down one, nothing. And you let a guy on the fourth line, get yourself a goal. Um, But I felt like as the period progressed and with, A little bit of help from the refs, considering the Devils had three penalties called against them in the first period. Um, the Rangers started to get back into it. And then eventually late in the period, Rangers get themselves a power play opportunity, their second one of the period and Chris Kreider for the sixth, or excuse me, now for the fifth time in this series would score a tip-in power play goal again just a nice tip from Chris Kreider and he ties the game up at 1 uh, for Chris Kreider's sixth goal of the playoffs already and his fifth power play goal so he continues to be a nightmare For the Devils when it comes to the Rangers being on the power play, their first power play goal in about 14 or 15 tries since game number two. So for them to finally get back on the score sheet when it comes to the power play, uh, I'm sure was very, very uplifting. And then the Devils took a penalty right at the end of the period. So the Rangers started the second period on the power play. And yeah, I think when you look at the first 20 minutes, you like for the most part, how the devil's played. You're not thrilled about the lack of discipline, whether or not you want to, you know, say that the refs were calling a couple of too many penalties early on. uh, The devil's really didn't take a whole lot in the next two periods. So I think the devil's, it was much more of a lack of discipline than anything else, but a little bit questionable. I'm just going to say a little bit questionable. That's, that's all I'm going to point to it. So, We go to the second period and Rangers don't score in that power play. So it is what it is. Uh, The Rangers actually did not score in another power play that whole game. So the Devils still ended up killing off three of the four power plays that they had to go through in this game. So again, the penalty kill continues to be uh, a really big factor uh, in this one, but, I will sit here and say with complete certainty that from this point forward, starting in the second period until the end, the de- the Rangers were the better team. I think that they at times wanted it a lot more. I think they showed that sense of desperation and that sense of urgency that they had to find a way to get this game. and you know, again, I talked about before where with the Rangers, you needed their top guys to get going. And one of them in particular was Mika Zibanejad, who was left all alone in the slot on a nice feed from Kreider. Just another bad defensive breakdown. He beats Akira Schmid far side to get his first goal of the playoffs. And that gives the Rangers the 2-1 to lead just a little over halfway through the game. And then... Just like in the first period, the Devils unfortunately give up a late goal with less than about 90 seconds, actually 95 seconds to be exact. Vladimir Tarasenko, who hasn't scored in a while, gets himself just his third goal so far the playoffs, and I say just his third because it's still, but it's still you know only the first round. But nonetheless, he gets a goal again, open in the slot, and that makes it three to one. So it's three to one Rangers going into the third, and I sat there and I said, hmm. This is going to be a tall task for this Devils team. But we've seen them many times this year come back, and it was only a two-goal deficit. And all the Devils had to do was just keep pushing and get back to their game, and they would find ways to get goals. But give it to Igor Shostarkin. He really did a good job of standing on his head and at times really frustrating the Devils. I mean, the Devils had a lot of point-blank opportunities to score and and now obviously get back in the game, but Jesterkin would not allow that. And then the Rangers basically poured it on in the third period. Barclay Goodrow scoring on a two-on-one opportunity. That made it 4-1. to Um, And then Braden Schneider, with his first goal to play, I don't know if that's his first of his career. I know he played with the Rangers last year in the playoffs, but I don't know if he got himself one last year, but nonetheless, he was actually able to get a goal through screen that made it five to one with about seven and a half minutes to go in this one. And that is when Lindy Ruff pulled Akira Kira Schmidt for Vitek Vanacek. So Vanacek gets his first uh, action since the end of game number two. Um, and, you know, look, I said before, that Vitek Vanacek at some point was probably going to get another opportunity to play. Obviously, not the most ideal situation going into this, but nonetheless, you know he comes in to kind of play the last seven and a half minutes. And I said to myself, I want to see VTech in these last seven and a half minutes. I want to see him, you know, make saves, don't allow the Rangers to get another goal, and just go from there. Um, the Devils would actually end up getting one more goal in this one on the power play. So the power play gets themselves another goal. Dawson Mercer in the slot, roofs one past just The Devils actually almost scored another one not too long after that. So the Devils, you know, had a chance to make it look a little bit closer than it actually was. By the way, Dawson Mercer's goal, is second of the playoffs. Nico Heischer and Jack Hughes each with a point. Uh, Nico with his fourth assist, Jack Hughes with his first assist. Um, but, we all knew that the Rangers completely controlled this one, and they went on to win this one pretty decisively by the final score of five to two. Chris Kreider with the big game again—you need your big guys to step up—and he did a goal and two assists. Mika Zibanejad finally getting on the score sheet, getting his first goal of these playoffs, and you even had some unlikely guys like Barclay Goodrow and Braden Schneider get themselves goals. You know, for the Devils. Curtis Lazar, obviously it's important to see your fourth line, find a way to get goals. Dawson Mercer, you got to feel pretty good. Goals in back-to-back games. So he's definitely feeling himself uh, pretty well right now after these last two games. Um, But yeah, at the end of the day, definitely a a disappointment. Um, But, you know, I didn't feel like – I wasn't panicking. Let's put it that way. I think when you look at the way this game ended up, um, I look at it and I say to myself – As disappointing as it was for the Devils to not get the win and obviously close out this series, you have to look at it still and say to yourself, you know what, the Rangers, you knew that they were going to come out and give a really good effort after these last three games. You knew that their backs were against the wall and they're playing on home ice. So if they found a way to win, it wasn't going to be that surprising. The question that really is going to be on the minds of the Devils is simply this. How do they respond to this? Do they look at this game and they say, wow, we really got beat up and they found a way to crack through our defense and through Akira Schmidt and have a lot of success, you know, have they finally cracked the code? Um, And if they think like that, then the Rangers are going to have a lot of success in game seven at the, you know, at the rock and find a way to win. Or do the devils just shake this off and say, okay, look, We were facing a desperate team and we did not respond too particularly well. We got off to a good start, but we didn't finish well at all. And we really allowed them to get a lot of good opportunities. And, you know, this time around, unlike the last three games, they cashed in on them. I think that's the way you have to look at it um, when it comes to how the Rangers played. Uh, And I think another big question is this What do the Devils do about the goaltending in game seven? I think if the Devils had lost like maybe four to three, or, you know, 3-1, to or something along those lines, I think they probably would still stick with Akira Schmidt. But I think the volume of goals and the way the Rangers scored them, I think you may have to potentially lean towards putting Vitek back in. Now, obviously, Vitek, you know, he came in with about 7.5 minutes to go in Game 5, did not give up a goal, so that's a good thing. But he wasn't like completely tested through the last seven and a half minutes. I felt the Rangers kind of played back a little bit more. They were just trying to end the game because they knew they had the game won very, very quickly. Um, But nonetheless, when he had to make a save, he did. And I'm sure that gives Vitek a little bit of confidence going into game number seven. And you know that for a lot of these guys on this Devils team, this is going to be the biggest game of their careers. Because they now sit in a situation where it's win or go home. You have this game seven at home, an opportunity to show why getting home ice was so important, Um, and you got 60 minutes to beat the Rangers one more time and move on to face Carolina in round number two. That's really where we are at, but I'm really curious to see what Lindy Ruff is going to do. Lindy Ruff did say in practice the day after game six that the decision as to who's going to start has already been made, but he's going to you know, hold his cards back, he's not going to reveal anything and go from there. My guess is that we are not going to know until warm-ups. Whoever leads the Devils out to warm-ups is the telling sign as to who's going to start game number seven. And the reason why I would go back to Tech is because this is a huge opportunity for Tech to bounce back. He has bounced back several times over this season, and I think if you put Akira Schmidt back in, regardless of how he was in the first three games that he played, the Rangers got to feel a little, not even a little, they got to feel a lot of confidence knowing that they're able to get five goals past Akira Schmidt after they struggled to get more than two past him in three games prior to this. And I think that although Vitek had two really rough games in games one and two, I'm sure he's still pissed off about that and wants the opportunity to redeem himself. And I said it numerous times that VTech was going to get another opportunity. Now, if Akira Schmidt starts game number seven, I'm still okay with that as well, because it will give him a chance to say to himself, all right, I had one bad game. It didn't cost us the series. I have a chance to completely redeem myself and help this team still win this series by winning game number seven. That should be the mindset. and I'm sure that is the mindset for this team. And you can even see it, you can even hear it in the players' voices after game number six and even the day after in practice that there's no sense of panic, um, nothing like that. They understand that they got one more game to go, that they have one more game. They have to put in their best effort because they know if they don't, their season is going to be over by the end of Monday. And that's something that I think a lot of Devils fans obviously don't want to see happen. Considering how far we've come this season and how in many ways magical it's been and how exciting and thrilling and everything like that, you know, regardless of who we play, to get knocked out in the first round after the season we've had would be kind of a very sad way to go out. I'm not saying that you would cuss out the Devils and give them crap for it, but, you know, considering you're playing the Rangers and how big this series has been, you know, this would be the last team you would want to get knocked out in in the playoffs. So the Devils know that they have a big task ahead of them. It's going to be a stressful 60 minutes of hockey. But if the Devils can get back to how they played in game five, dominate play offensively, frustrate the Rangers defensively, and you know, allow the goaltending to make the saves that they need to make, they're gonna walk out of the prudential center with a win. Right? That's what they're gonna do. And I think the only thing that does make you worry is look at how some of the other game sevens have gone in these playoffs, right? And, and when I say others, I mean really only two. Look at Florida against the Bruins. The Panthers came back from down three games to one and won three times in Boston, which is crazy to think about that they were able to do that. Crazy. Winning game seven in overtime. The Seattle Kraken. Look at the Kraken, for example. They've won multiple games in Colorado and won game number seven. And granted, it was in regulation, but it was a close game. And you look at this series between the Devils and Rangers. Both teams have won multiple times on the road. It is not impossible. It is not ridiculous to think that the road team can't win one more time. But the Devils have to understand that they have to obviously understand what's at stake, and they do. But and they can't allow the Rangers to win three different times in New Jersey. It just would be, it would be very disappointing to see it go out that way. But the Devils just have to come out with um, energy, feed off the crowd like you did in Game 5. And like I said before, going into Game 6, same mindset. Believe. Believe that you can get it done. Believe that you can find a way to get it done and win this series. Because if you do that, you're going to find a way by the end of Monday to get it done. And if you don't, well, then season's over. And we have to regroup and get ready for the 2023-24 season um, in four months. (laughs) And, you know, it's crazy to think about how the Devils are going to have a chance to play a playoff game in May. I mean, we talk about having meaningful games in April. Well, now we have a meaningful game, at least one meaningful game right now in May. And this game seven is going to require everything from this Devils team, absolutely everything. And they have to go out and play pretty much a perfect game because the Rangers are the ones coming in with momentum after a pretty dominant win. You know, if you look at their three wins, they've all been blowouts. That's the only way they've been able to win. They haven't been able to win the close ones. So if the devils get into a close game, it might favor them. But the one thing I've learned about game sevens in, in the, in the Stanley cup playoffs is that everything's up. Everything's up in the air. You can't feel confident about anything because you never know what can happen. Anything can happen. We could definitely see a blowout. We could see a close game. Might go to overtime you know, who knows? Who knows? We we don't know what's going to happen, but all the devils can do going into game seven on Monday is simply believe and give it their all. And if they leave everything out on the ice, if we know that they left everything out on the ice and they don't, and they still end up losing, you can't be fully mad at them because at the end of the day, they did everything that they could. And they went seven games with a Ranger team that went to the conference finals last year. Make no mistake about it. This team, Whenever they've faced adversity, and yes, this is adversity. Whenever they faced adversity, they've answered the bell. Now it's all about, can the Devils answer the bell one more time and move on to the second round of the Stanley Cup playoffs? It's going to be electric. It's going to be nerve-wracking. But make no mistake about it, Game 7 is going to be special. Devils fans, let's face it. With coffee starting at $5, yes, even without any customizations, and our bank accounts somehow always depleting, we are officially entering a dupe session. Most products do the same thing, but are priced differently solely based on the brand name. So a good duplicate or dupe is crucial for getting the highest quality at the best price. One dupe you definitely shouldn't sleep on raycon wireless earbuds raycon is premium auto at the perfect price point so you can listen to what you want when you want without breaking the bank and there are three features with the raycon wireless earbuds that i enjoy the most noise canceling They are waterproof, and they also don't come out of your ears very easily. They stick onto them very, very well, and, you know, you could shake your head and everything, and they stay in very firm. Raycon's mission is to prove that you shouldn't have to pay an arm and leg for quality, sound, and essential smart tech listening features. You can get a pair and a spare and still pay less than you would with some of those other more big-name tech brands out there. Raycon knows that in this economy, every purchase needs to be perfect. They offer buy now, pay later options. Right now, you could pay as low as $18 at checkout. Yes, $18. They have an easy and free return guarantee. They offer two years of product protection insurance for just a few bucks. They offer free domestic shipping and flat fee international shipping. They also have over 50,000 five-star reviews. And here are a list of some of the other major features. Three customizable sound profiles, earbud tap functions, awareness mode, custom gel tips for the perfect, most comfortable in-ear fit, crystal clear quality, water and sweat resistant, and eight hours of playtime in everyday earbuds. And if you want to get yourself a pair or a couple, here's what you do. You go to buyraycon.com slash THPN today to get 15% off your Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to score 15% off. Buyraycon.com slash THPN.